Welcome to Become an Idol. I'm Dr. Robin Sargent, owner of Idol Courses. This is the place where newbies come to learn and veterans share their knowledge. I have here with me today, Kate Udolva, and you may know her as the owner and co-founder of Seven Taps. And I brought Kate on today to share her story and to also talk about the amazing tool um, that is Seven Taps and how you can use it for creating micro learning and all kinds of other things. And I actually um, got introduced to Kate through a combination of LinkedIn and Tabitha Dragonberry. And so I'm just so grateful that she made this connection and that we could bring Kate on today. So Kate, would you please do a better job of introducing yourself? Yeah, sure. And uh, uh, initially, I just want to, to say that it's an honor for me to uh, be here with you. So thanks for having me. And as for me, I'm a passionate L&D professional with marketing background and deep interest in the educational technology field. Um, now I am on the adventure of building my own company. So as you already mentioned, I'm a founder and uh, chief product officer at Seven Taps. Previously, I spent um, about six years in L&D consulting company. And uh, at one moment, I just decided to change direction. And I started thinking about how I could contribute to the industry. So... That's how my product was born. And actually, all my interest now is focused on seven taps. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so you have a rich history of actually doing the work in the learning and development in industry. And I want to hear that story. I want to hear um, how you got started. And did you know you were going to become an instructional designer? Was there an accidental story there? I want to know how you became an idol. Well, um, you know, I'm a big fan of simple products. And uh, for me, genius means simple uh, because the simplicity is pretty hard to achieve. And um, the main reason I decided to uh, change the direction and leave uh, my previous employer's company was that I saw all sorts of companies experiencing almost the same knowledge delivery problems. You know, um, they were forever struggling with some cumbersome and complicated e-learning platforms and the like. And sometimes it took learners too much time to access the content. So I was thinking about how, how could I build something that um, would be more, more easy to use, would be more welcome by learners. So when the lockdown broke down, actually, I, I thought that it was a sign to do something on my own. Um, actually, I uh, I embarked upon my startup journey with feeling that I'm somehow equipped with enough knowledge grabbed from working with clients and from dealing with some product development. So I was confident enough that I have a product vision. I want to deliver it to the industry and from the feedback I keep receiving on a daily basis, I understand that, yeah, I, I, I'm something onto it. It's, it's something valuable. I'm still working on the product. I'm still working on improving it. But actually, 
it seems that I'm doing right thing. <laughs> I hope that sounds sounds not selfish. Uh, just just the way it is. Yeah, I, I'm happy to. Uh, uh, I'm happy to, to hear what clients talk about seven tabs and actually for this podcast, um, you know, I, I, I did one thing that I haven't done before for any other interview. I, I have collected a few messages from clients that I've received recently. And uh, if you'd like, uh, I can read them to you. I, Kate, I definitely want to hear them. I have no problem with people being proud of the work <laughs> that they do. I think that most, more people, like, especially if you're going to like, let people know about like the work that you do, like be proud about it. So I, I'm with you. I want to hear it. So I think, um, what I want to share with uh, people next is just, let's tell them like, what the heck is seven? Oh, sure. And like, what does it do? And then we will talk about all the things that people rave about. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not just experienced uh, interviewee actually, and I'm uh, too uh, too excited to talk about seven tabs. So I just forgot that not everyone knows about it, unfortunately. So uh, my product, <laughs> Seven Tabs, is a free web-based authoring tool that allows for the creation of bite-sized content and. You can do it faster than ever, actually. Um, we are making micro-learning development simple to use and available to everyone. And I mean literally to everyone. Even a child, even a person without no instructional design skills, without no technical background, can create something beautiful, engaging, and easy to digest just in minutes. So, yeah, I think that's the main definition of what Seven Taps is. Yeah, and if you will forgive me, Kate, I'll just like to say that it it looks like uh, an Instagram story. It kind of like works like an Instagram story in the sense like, you know, you just kind of tap and you go to the next image or video or whatever. That's kind of how Seven Taps is set up. So it's really fun to use. And then you, what, happen to learn something? Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, recently one of the Seven Taps users uh, put together a great uh, blog post about Seven Taps, and um, he uh, he said something like this: that if you are able to post a photo on Instagram, so you are skilled enough to use Seven Taps, just because it's it's even easier than to post a photo. So, uh, as for the stories, uh, you know, um, I believe that stories led themselves easily to the principle of microlearning because the amount of text you can put on the card is limited and stories are just a great format because users know how to interact with them. So for learners, there's no need to pass any onboarding course. They just click on the link, uh, I mean the Sound Tabs course link, and they start learning immediately because they know how to interact with stories, right? So, and uh, just to, to, to add one more thing, stories actually has one of our own social media platforms. So I thought, why not to introduce them in the e-learning field? Because I think that it's just a good way to transfer some knowledge in the format that learners are used to. They, they love the way uh, they can... Uh, get something, learn something from stories. 
And now, Kate, you have been in the industry as a learning designer. So I really, I want to talk about seven tasks. I also really have to get your story. How did you become an instructional designer? Well, that's a great question because um, uh, when I started my career just seven and a half year ago, um, I used to enter the L&D industry from the marketing side, actually. I was in marketing and my company sold the expertise in L&D, HR and organizational management. And, you know, I couldn't uh, just promote those products efficiently without understanding what they are and why clients do do need them. So that's how my first interaction with L&D industry actually occurred. And once I entered it, I just fell in love in, I don't know, in in days, in minutes, because marketing and L&D are pretty similar to each other. For me, a learner is my customer, and I want to treat them respectfully. I want to deliver them knowledge as easy as I can in order not to waste any second of their precious attention. So that's how it all started. And thanks to the advantage of working in a consulting company, I learned a lot from clients. I dealt in projects from different business areas. And um, I think that it was a luxury to learn by doing, by seeing how your companies solutions can influence your client's organizational uh, organizational environment. And just at one moment, I realized that, yeah, I'm ready for the next step in my career. I want more. So that's how I, I, I quit and uh, started doing something on my own. I never look back, but I really appreciate all the experience I got during working uh, for that employer. And they taught me a lot, and uh, I suppose it was great to start my career uh, there. Yeah. Okay, because I had to get that story before we go into the rest of it. I just had to know. All right. So, and then you just started doing something on your own. Which um, now, how long since you quit? And then, did you actually work as a learning designer before you started Seven Taps, or you really? it was more like you worked as a learning designer as part of your interaction in the consulting firm. Actually, uh, my position was always uh, related to marketing, but I worked as a part of consulting teams uh, and uh, among our responsibilities, uh, sometimes were uh, some tasks related to developing some content. And actually, as for me personally, I dealt a lot with uh, creating some uh, content uh, for mostly PowerPoint style uh, training content. And uh, being a huge fan of some concise texts, some brief texts and calling to action, even without understanding what microlearning is at that time, I was somehow intuitively trying to implement microlearning principles for our clients. And I saw how their learners would react to such content. Um, yeah, well, just <laughs> maybe I could add something something else. Just uh, 
uh, ask me something else. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all it's all starting to come together. I just wanted to make sure that um, I understood your your full story, and um, it really is interesting. You know, just how I mean, I agree with you that there is a lot of crossover between marketing and learning design, and sometimes it really is just about what we call one thing or the other. And so you've been kind of um, intuitively working on micro learning. And then obviously you got um, more engrossed in it and then you built seven taps. And, um, and so I want to know, like, well, I guess we could say what we could define micro learning because, you know, many of our people are, are uh, new to instructional design. And so what we just say, like it's short, consumable learning materials that um, accomplishes one learning objective at a time. That's pretty much my definition. What's yours, Kate? Uh, your definition sounds great, actually, <laughs> and pretty close to mine. Um, for me, micro-learning is uh, nothing else but being brief, tailored to the learner's needs, and calling to action. And for, for the 2021st year, I suppose that it should be mobile-friendly. Actually, Every learning should be mobile friendly today, but it's for micro learning is just crucial to be really mobile friendly. Okay, so now we know what micro learning is. All right, now what are your favorite and best tips on how we can approach micro learning for um, the different types of things that we are creating for our learners? Well, uh, you know, I always start uh, recommending uh, something related to micro learning with defining your learning objective. Because sometimes not even micro-learning is the solution, but not even e-learning is a solution to your organizational challenge. And as for the micro-learning itself, I suggest um, evaluating the current average, uh, current average uh, uh, level of knowledge of the audience you have, of your learners. If... Uh, if you know it, it will be easier to uh, deliver some really useful information that they can use at the, uh, when they need it. Because micro-learning for me is not about some preparation for some possible events in your working life. It's about using it right at the point of use. Then I suppose uh, it would be great to chunk your content because you know seven uh, uh, micro learning is not just about uh dividing some larger piece of content into several uh snippets or i don't know info bytes it's about delivering the essence of information and as for uh the feedback we uh, keep receiving from clients it's really challenging part of creating micro learning experience since you have to cut down some information you have you think whether it is really helpful, really useful for your learners or not. And sometimes it's even painless to, um, uh, you know, to cut down some information that sounds pretty useful, but not really helpful to your learners. Well, then you can, um, you can define the high level plan of ideas you, you want to deliver in one particular course. Um, and that's why in seven tabs, we have the so-called built-in structure that helps you to do that because 
I think that every good course, and it doesn't relate only to micro learning experience, have some structure behind. You cannot just be worthy and telling everything you know. You you have to put ideas somehow hierarchically, you know, and and then you can differentiate your learner experience with some types of. When we speak about seven tabs, we have uh, various types of cards. You can use images, GIFs, audio components, or you can link your micro course to some video hosted somewhere, for example, on YouTube and whatsoever. But as for me, I, I, I think that the main component that allows your content be really helpful and useful and relevant is to is to be really attentive to who your learners are what they really need what level of knowledge do they have and how you can help them this kind of empathy will even help you to create some kind of text that maybe not be wrapped up into any e-learning platform, beautiful, interactive, gamified uh, uh, course, but even being a simple, plain text, but really focused on your learner, it, it really can do wonders. You know what I mean? So right. just all, all those features, all, all those, I don't know, clickable nonsense, sometimes doesn't cost anything. There's no, there's no much sense if there's no story behind, if there's no relevance behind, if you are not really familiar to the pro problems your learners are dealing with. What are some of your favorite examples, Kate, of exactly what you talked about? Like, what was the problem that they were trying to solve and who were the learners and what kind of things did they create? What are some of those case studies you have on the mm -hmm. top of your Yeah. Well, um, let me just recall something. Actually, as for seven tabs, we do not have access to the content our users are creating. And currently, I'm not creating something for clients too. But I can recall one great experience um, we have with the company who has lots of distributors uh, across the country and actually they they were not really willing to go through some long sometimes boring videos and mm. so on you know they, they were really focused on their daily problems on their routine and they were not interested in um, going through something that was imposed on them by the vendors that are just bringing some uh, production to the uh, little shops. So for them, we started from analyzing what problems do they really face while selling such products. And it was a huge research part of the project. And actually, it even lasted longer than the, you know, the, the process of content development itself. We spent months on trying to understand what are the barriers for them to, 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 sell, to sell those products. We, we talked to lots of real, um, real salesmen and we were really careful about 
gathering the feedback from them. So we we put together a list of the top questions they they had, and we answered those questions just using their their own language first of all, and we were not trying to make them learn everything about the products because it turned out that they do not all that all that information. They just needed an answers for some kind of particular questions. And we put it like, here is the question, here is the answer. Here is the question, here is the answer. And, you know, um, um, I cannot speak from the client because I, I, I also interacted with, uh, with the people who, uh, who received such learning and they were all excited because they, were, they could not even imagine that the learning can be this way, not just for them just to watch a 30 minute long video, trying to pick up some useful information, but wow, here is just a slide with the question and with the answer, and that's all. And they were feeling like being equipped rather than being taught something, you know? Yeah. And, and it was really a successful project. It, it helped a client, I mean, the vendor of those production uh, to increase their sales a lot. So it's, not only did they um, did they happen to learn things when they look up those answers, but now, just like you said, they're equipped with an actual resource in their Absolutely. pocket. And so that uh, that's a great case study, right? Where it's not just a, a learning solution in the traditional sense where, like you said, they're being told something, but it's more like an on the job aid. And that's kind of something that you mentioned, Kate, as far as like the way that you think about micro learning. It's not just something that's chunked content, but it's something that can be used in the moment of need. And so that, that's a exactly. great example. So what are some of, um, I bet we'll probably um, hear a little bit of a, of a hint of a case study and some of the reviews of 7TAPS. You want to read a couple? Um, sure. Just first of all, I, I'd like to mention that uh, initially we launched 7TAPS in order to train frontline staff. And we were aiming to um, help small businesses actually, but then our customers invented I don't know, 100 other ways to use the tool. So use <laughs> cases of uh, seven tabs application are so diverse that I won't be able even to, to name all of them. And as for the uh, most popular use cases in the corporate environment, I think I can put it this way. So people use uh, micro courses for some free work before longer training sessions to warm learners up somehow. Then they use micro courses in forms of prompts and reminders after some training sessions or webinars, or I don't know, some online events. And they deliver some how-tos and very basic do's and don'ts just to refresh some knowledge for their learners. Uh, but actually, 7TAPS is not limited to L&D environment. We keep seeing use cases when people use it for customer onboarding, for internal communications. And, um, you know, I, I, I know that you deal a lot with people who are transitional to instructional design or just upgrading their skills. 
when they are already in the field. And uh, as for seven taps, it helps newbies a lot to demonstrate their skills without having to spend ages on learning complicated e-learning platforms. And actually, just a few weeks ago, my colleague received a message from a woman who made her first Serentaps course as a part of her interview process, and she got the job. It was just the message we, we were all excited about. We just uh, called a meeting, uh, I mean, with Serentaps team, and we're like, well, we did a great job because we, we were feeling like being a part of her success. And that's, you know, that's the best motivation for us. It's something that helps us to, to do more, to, to work harder. And as for um, other comments, uh, <laughs> you know, I, to, to, frankly speaking, uh, in 99% of the cases, they brought tears to my eyes because I'm pretty sensitive about being helpful to others. And I appreciate a lot. I appreciate every kind of word that I see on LinkedIn, where, that I receive on, um, I don't know, some emails whatsoever. So uh, one guy uh, texted that seven tabs effectively does half of his work for him. And it allows <laughs> him to concentrate on making the content just meaningful and useful. Uh, just my side note, we tried to, to, to help you to be effective just in what you are meant to do in delivering knowledge and leave everything else to us. We'll do everything with the design work. We'll wrap it up beautifully. Just if you have something to say, Please feel free to say it. We'll help you to 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 be. Uh, we'll help you to be more effective in such a delivering. Um, and uh, there's one one more quote I've uh, 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 I've uh, collected um, about that everything in seven tabs is so smooth and clear that you just want to dive in and start creating your course. You know, it's something that really inspires me because uh, I, I suppose that learning is something that helps the world to become a better place, you know? So with seven tabs, we are doing something, something socially valued. And I don't know, I, I, I don't know if it sounds uh, uh, just, it's convincing, but please, people, share your knowledge. You know, uh, I suppose that everyone has a lot to share and every, a lot to, to, to speak about. So here is a free forever tool. So let's start in and create something great and share it with your colleagues, with your friends, with your families. And uh, I'm sure you'll love, uh, I'm sure you'll love the way you create and deal with the platform. And I'm sure you'll love the reaction you'll receive. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that is a great example too, Kate, that you gave about um, someone who created a seven taps for their instructional design interview or during that assessment process and they got the job. And so I think that's just another um, piece of value that we could bring to our audience that seven taps really is free forever. You can get, you can watch share up to three 
of your um, seven taps courses, you just go to the number seven taps, T-A-P-S.com and you can sign up for your free account and you can go and create what up to at least three um, sample courses to share with on your portfolio or with future hiring managers. So just another way to learn the tool, but also help you reach your goals, which is just an incredible. Um, yeah. And, you know, uh, just um, before I forget about, uh, about it, um, with seven tabs, you do not have to install anything on your computer. All you have to create a course is just the internet and your browser. That's all. And uh, it takes seconds to sign up. So, yeah, I think that it's a good place to start for uh, newcomers to the L&D industry and to, uh, to demonstrate that they know the instructional design and they are able to, to, to train someone. Because I've listened lots of stories from ex-teachers who were really scared about having to spend lots of weeks, not to say months, on just trying to build a very basic stuff on some popular platforms. So with seven tab story is absolutely different. And uh, uh, just for your information, guys, seven tabs is not replacing anything. It's just one more great tool on your tool set. But if you want to create something really fast, something easy and uh, in an engaging manner, so, I highly recommend you to, to try it, please. I mean, so many of the criticisms that I heard of the learning and development department uh, when I was working full-time was, oh, I don't want to wait three to six months for you know, the learning and development team to build us an e-learning course. And so they would just go back to doing webinars for mm -hmm. anything. And so this alone is, I know obviously, analysis, just like in your example, Kate, can take a few months if you really um, haven't nailed down that problem. But in so many other cases, just being able to build quickly, um, and even if you have to build a full solution in the background, but to be able to get something to the people that satisfies both your stakeholders and your learners is really quite, quite impressive and very, very, very useful. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, uh, uh, it sprang to my mind that uh, recently I um, stumbled upon a great research made by Robin DeFelice, and uh, uh, it was a question about top barriers to foster learning design and development. And the first place went to limited resources. I mean, time, budget, talent development team, headcount, more than 60% of respondents answered that limited resources takes them from learning design development faster. So yeah, with seven taps, we are just reacting to this challenge and seven taps is designed to overcome this barrier. Well, what's some of the most unique uh, uses you've seen seven taps used for? Have, do you have any of those in mind, Kate? Um, <laughs> most um, funny uh, use case was when a guy, um, taught his child how to use dishwasher with seven tabs course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think need, that I it, need a copy of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, and um, 
As for some other use cases, you know, uh, currently we are running the 70 apps course create a contest. And uh, now uh, the season two is in full swing. Uh, so uh, from what I can gather uh, from the first season, the topics to create your Soundtaps courses are so diverse. We have courses about e-learning industry. We have courses for data analysis. We have courses about some communications and family. Just yesterday, I was tagged in the post about some empathy, some basic empathy rules when you deal with your child. And well, the, the use cases are pretty, uh, pretty different. As for the client's use cases, some, some clients are share with me their seven types experience and recently um, a guy from a company, um, they have lots of delivery drivers. So he came up with a brilliant idea to distribute seven taps courses via QR codes. They, uh, print they print QR codes in the forms of stickers and put those stickers directly uh, in the trucks. So the delivery driver can access the course just in a second while he, he, he I don't know, he, he stops somewhere or he's waiting for something, you know? So uh, those drivers actually do not have a laptop and the mobile first experience is the only way out to reach out to them. And as for seven tabs, they understand that it won't take longer than 10 minutes to, to, to go through the course and they are willing to, to take it. So yeah, I, I think that that case is something valuable to share with the audience. So <laughs> you see, I, I was not even thinking about such a way to use QR codes when we were introducing this feature to seven tabs. So. Oh my gosh, that's brilliant. I mean, just think about all the places you could put a QR code that would be useful, like on, near a machine, in the hospital near, like on a machine or near something. There's just so, I mean, when you mention it that way, Kate, there's so many ideas I bet other people have too about just how useful. <laughs> well, Kate, yeah. I just, um, I love your product and I love what you shared about micro learning. If there's any like last bit of advice that you would give um, to those that are listening who are new to the learning and development industry, what's kind of like your best advice, whether it has to do with, um, you know, growing their career or, um, you know, micro learning in general, what's your, your best and final advice? You know, being a first time founder, <laughs> I would advise someone to, um, to not to be afraid of taking some opportunities and to to ask yourself what do you want to to do how do you want to contribute to I don't know some industry whether it's e-learning industry or not and you know I, I I had lots of struggles on my startup journey actually but it was every bit worth it so as for a person, I would just suggest to be brief. And if you are waiting for some sign, so here it is. I, 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 I'm sure you're going to make it. Uh, 
no matter what kind of activity it's in your mind now. And as for giving some advice to e-learning e designers, L&D specialists, I know that microlearning is, is on the uptick today and it's pretty hot topic and everyone speaks about it. It's kind of a buzzword, but you know, it all downs to the platform you actually use. I, I, I just do not want to contrast seven tabs to other types of platforms, but I'm sure that if you start creating some micro content with seven tabs, you'll definitely fall in love with the micro learning itself. So I just highly recommend to start using it. And if you have any questions or suggestions or advice, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to chat. I'm really open. Just connect on you on LinkedIn and yeah, just <laughs> that's all. That's, a, that's great advice. I love that um, you've given people permission to go and take risks because that's really how you reap the biggest rewards is taking those risks. And so, I mean, huge props to you, Kate, for, for doing it. I mean, you know, starting your own business and leaving a job that you were secure and comfortable in is such a huge risk and it's, and it's paid off. And now you're really making an impact on, I would say in the world. And so um, I'm just so happy to have had you on today, Kate, and I really appreciate your spirit and all that you have shared with us today. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Likewise. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes for this episode at idlecourses.com. If you like this podcast and you want to become an instructional designer and online learning developer, join me in the Idle Courses Academy where you'll learn to build all the assets you need to land your first instructional design job, early access to this podcast, tutorials for how to use the e-learning authoring tools, templates for everything course building, and paid instructional design experience opportunities. Go to idlecourses.com forward slash academy and enroll or get on the wait list. Now get out there and build transcendent courses.